Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Josh, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. And people, if you're listening and Dude. you listen to our episodes often, you know that I messed up the normal intro. And you also <laughs> know that we record these every week. And uh, and we do that because it's a lot more fun rather than just starting the conversation. So you're welcome uh, <laughs> for that. And Josh, how you doing, my friend? Yeah. I'm doing well. I'll be honest. It threw me off. I was like, ah, what do we do? He broke. He screwed it up. I don't. Is this right? Do we just keep going? I, I did it on purpose. Uh, and we I chose it on purpose. So that's good. Uh, yeah. We're rolling with it, man. We're doing this yeah, thing. Funny. Dude. Yeah. Dude, yeah. how are you? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm i a little bit tired and we're doing this on a Monday, which is different for us. Um, but this weekend was was good, but like real full, you know? Um, and my pool pump, uh, the motor that goes on yeah. my pool pump. I was uh, on Friday. Was... Yeah. What? That was going to be my question is, did you get it fixed? And two, how was the barbecue? Amazon did not deliver it yesterday. I will be complaining to their customer service because no. I bought it just because of that. I'm like, you guys, you're killing me. Good luck. It should come. You in can't the find their couple. customer service. There's not even a phone number for them. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, um, I'm going to try. Uh, at least I'll live chat them and be like, what's going on? But it's supposed to be delivered in about an hour. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, we had a good old fashioned like church barbecue yesterday at the park and it was actually super fun, man. Um, it was a really good time. Like there are so many kids in our church, like young, like parents and and families with young kids that we went to this park that had like just a killer playground. One that's like, I don't know, four miles from our house and we didn't know existed, um, but it had like all these pirate ships that were also like slides and all this stuff. It was really cool. So um, that was fun. And it was also just cool. Like you don't realize like I, well, I, maybe I didn't realize how often I just rub shoulders with pretty much the same people every week at church. Um, so to like go and hang out at a barbecue like that and share food, like, you know, nobody, there's no seating arrangement, right? Like nobody's used to being at the park as a, as a church. So I don't know. I just, I got to know people that I normally don't hang out with when we're there on Sundays. So it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. It was good. How was, uh, how was your Sunday? Nice. And weekend. Look at you making new friends. Yeah. Trying, trying. Uh, it was good. Uh, I had to, I had to work a little bit on Sunday, um, to get ready for the week. Um, I, own a design business and I have a pro- I had a project starting today. So I nice. get those emails out. But other than that, um, yeah, pretty uneventful. The weather was beautiful though. Like uh, it wasn't raining, but it wanted to rain last night. I don't mm. know if it ever actually did rain. I didn't check, but so it was like a little bit humid in the air, starting to get a little chilly. Great time to sit out on the patio. Totally. Um, which I did with my dog until my dog, 
pissed me off because he just doesn't listen. <laughs> um, so he had to go back inside. But he, for a little uh, bit, he got to enjoy it with me, and then he nice. was kicked inside. Dude, um, one of the things I loved and uh, one of the things I loved and hated about Colorado was there'd be times like that, and then you'd see a storm happening, but it'd be happening really high in the atmosphere, and you'd see rain falling. But it would evaporate before it ever touched the ground, and I'd be like, "Come on, what? just come down here." You've never noticed. I've never that? heard that before, dude. That happens in no. Colorado all the time, man. Like I swear to you, you'll see, you'll huh. see holes like like showers happening where the rain's falling and it just evaporates before it even gets to the ground. It's the it's crazy. Yeah. What? Next time, next time you feel weather I'm like that, go this. out. I've never like, seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. I'm not making it up. It's totally a thing. I don't even know what to, what to call it, but like rain that doesn't touch the ground, I guess. But yeah, I remember seeing that a lot of times when we lived there and being like, come on, you're killing me. Like, we just want rain. It's so dry. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, speaking of storms. I'll be honest, I'm like 50% believing you right now until I see it. I could tell. I could tell, but I'm not making it up. <laughs> Dude, speaking of storms, you and I have like been podcasting once or twice now when a storm has literally knocked out my power, which is kind of crazy. Um, That's but true. my my almost three year old daughter just at lunchtime a little bit ago, like, and over the last few days, she's been like, "There's gonna be a major bad storm, major bad rains, fifty feet tall rains." <laughs> She's like like a dire uh, weather forecaster. And it like you'll walk outside and it'll be nice weather. And she's like, it's going to be a major bad storm. It's pretty fun, man. Uh, yeah. That's so, so sad. She'll be like, it's going to be sunny always, even if it's raining inside. Yeah. Uh, totally. Well, dude, um, we're in the Hope series. Oh. We're still in the Hope series. And uh, I don't know. Pulse check. <laughs> How do you think it's going? Are you feeling Are you feeling less hopeful since the last three weeks that we started the Hope series? Or are you feeling a little, maybe a tad more hopeful? Uh, <laughs> How you doing? Hopeful or not hopeful, that is the question. Um, I'm feeling the stress of it all. Um, because this is week, we're talking week four right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Week four. Yeah. Um, so the hope study is an eight week study to be done in, in community with other believers as mm-hmm. uh, you seek Jesus, learn how to foster a relationship with Jesus, deal with some junk of your life. So you can keep hope regardless of circumstances of life, yeah. um, and whatever life may throw at you. I'm feeling the stress because this is week four. And week four isn't actually written yet. Mm. Um, neither is five, six, seven, or eight. Um, so I'm feeling the stress of like, holy crap. Because you know, I'm leading it. We have a community group of church um, that we're, we're taking this this group, the group through. And they're starting with the content this week. They're going through all the homework days and then getting to the conversation on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's still week one. And then I got one more week and then they're going to expect content from me. Yes. So not this Wednesday, but next <laughs> Wednesday. No. Yeah. Whatever that works out. They're going to want mm-hmm. more content from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I'm feeling the stress of like, oh, oh, wow. I have a lot. I have a lot of writing to do. Yeah. And I keep telling myself, I have tons of notes. Like 
I know when I'm writing, I just got to sit down and write it. But then I did that and it wasn't good writing. Um, so you're like, damn. Um, my whole technique, you know, all through college and school was wait to the last minute and then do the mm-hmm. work, um, yeah. which has gotten me through with good bees, you know, for the most part. But, <laughs> but I want this to be better writing. Right. Uh, and hey, blessings to me that I, I know what good writing is and bad writing is. So I know I True. can do better. Um, True. But at the yeah. same time, yeah, it's a little, it's a little of a pain where you're like, damn it, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to screw all this up. Yeah. Uh, and I think the message is important. So I think the message is important enough to do time. So I was thinking, like, what if I took two days off of work this week and I just hmm. focus on these things? And then yeah. I was like, well, damn, that's not going to work because I have projects actually starting this week uh, on oh, my man. design business. So I have to be available. Um, so even taking time off, like my real job, I still have this other job that that's going to demand my time. So I, it might just be really early morning writing over the next week yeah. and a half. I'm just going to get up. It'll be those, and those honestly, 4, dude, 4 a.m. wake up calls. I think you can do it. Down and just type. I think you can do it. And you know, the last two podcasts we had were actually on unwritten hope study content. So maybe there's some cool ideas in there that you can pull out and put in, you know, um, hopefully. So people, if you're listening, you might be getting yeah. the earliest possible version of some of these concepts that uh, that might yeah. make the final or might not. You'll see. You'll have to find out. Or or we just realize it's so bad that I completely just restructured all again. We're like, oh, this is crap. Start this over <laughs> one more time. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, see. we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll yeah. But hey, thanks for joining with us if you are listening along. Totally. Um, so the hope study, um, this is week four of that study. Um, we're talking about relationship uncensored, but kind of give you some background on where we've been, um, to catch you up. If you haven't been following along, if you haven't been following along, go back to our last four episodes. Um, we'll get you caught up, but, um, we started with the pre mumble or preamble as it's properly said, <laughs> um, which is just a good overview of the, the hope study in general. So like, here's the foundation, the content, I shouldn't say foundation. Here's the content and where we're headed. Um, just to get, you know, to, to wet the whistle, for lack of a better term. I've never used that term before, so hopefully I used it right. <laughs> I was in another meeting. I was in another meeting where I, I merged two <laughs> sayings together into the same thing. I don't know, sometime last week, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and nobody else said anything, but one person on the call was like, uh, what did you just say? You're like, I think I just put two, like, folky terms together that don't actually match. I don't remember what it was now. Right? so but funny. That's so funny. But week two was grace changes everything. We talked through the gospel, and that's all built on the gospel truth, um, what the gospel does in our life, what Jesus did, and what we call the gospel. Um, and then we went into some faulty attributes, things that we apply to God's character that aren't true of God's character. Um, and now this week we're talking about relationship uncensored. And I think the whole foundation of of this idea, and this is something you hear us talk about on the podcast almost every podcast. So it shouldn't be brand new to you, but um, that Jesus was 100% about relationship. When he was asked, what are the greatest, what is the greatest commandment he responded with to? He said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was about yeah. relationship. Not only did he say those two commands, but he continued and he said, all the law and the prophet, excuse me, everything that's been recorded up to this point, excuse me again, um, hang on these two commands. So I would argue all of God's commands, 
hang on relationship, really mm-hmm. a relationship with God or relationship with others. And when we talk about relationship uncensored. We're talking about specifically our relationship with God and our job in that relationship really comes down right. to how we foster relationship with Jesus. And then practically, how do we live that out? Hmm. But that's kind of the overview, Andrew. You look yeah. so much nicer uh, for those that are, are just listening and not watching. Cause we don't have a video podcast right now. Uh, Yet. Andrew's so much clearer than he used to be. Uh, we were uh-huh. trying some things out and doing video, and he was really blurry. Yeah. And yeah. there was a nice long 10-second delay, which was awkward and weird for our conversation. <laughs> uh, but now he's all nice and clear. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, look at that. I, Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad to no be problem. clear. You know? Um, <laughs> that's funny. Man, to see the color you of your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for just gazing I'm gonna, my I'm gonna eyes. That be my, my new, I'm going to be that, that, that be my new saying. Like, man, dude, it's just good to see the color of your eyes. That's a I great think it's saying. like awkward enough where they're just like, what? Uh, what? It's just it's probably so not nice something you want to you want to tell in your eyes. Uh. Yeah, maybe that's a better way to say it. How I don't think you could say that to a woman and no. them not be creeped out and weird. I no. just feel like the weird vibe would go. The weird vibe yeah. would still be there with your buddies, but like yeah. you're kind of going for the weird vibe, so you're you're gonna embrace yeah. it. But exactly. I, I think that's my new thing. That's my new question. Man, it's really good to see the color of your eyes. <laughs> it's really like, good for my eye color to be seen, <laughs> my friend. What is going um, on? <laughs> what is that deal? Which that is the proper response to yeah. that to that statement. That is the proper yeah. response. Is, yeah, oh, that's how so you know. To see my eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. great to see my eye color, um, <laughs> dude. As you were talking, um, I thought of uh, Ephesians 2.8 because, let me back up, Uh, a couple of the days in this week of the Hope Study are labeled kind of God's large part and our small part. That's two of the days uh, of study. And Ephesians 2.8 is great because it's kind of a gut check of, of the your part, I guess. So anyway, uh, it, it says this, it says, for it is by the grace of God that you've been saved through faith, not by works. It is the gift of God so that no one can boast. Um, but it's the, it's the recognition that, that our faith, um, is really the, the peace that we do, um, our, our faith to believe. Yes, Jesus, you were who you said you were, Yes, your sacrifice was for me so that we could I could have real relationship with God. It was to take the burden of my sin. Um, you did that work. The only work that you and I have to do in that is really accept it, then believe it, uh, and and just go from there. So um Josh, you saw Dude, something very exciting you're, you're go hat past. Yes. There was a bear that just walked about rock walked in front of my house. No way! You not should a, go take not a, a real bear, but oh. but it is the this dog is the size of a bear. I know it's not a real bear. Well, I don't know that he's on a leash, so I would assume that it's not a probably real bear. not a bear. Then yeah, yeah, that's but intense. that dog had to have been two hundred two fifty easy. Dang, like that's the biggest dog I've ever seen. That is intense. I don't know how to bring I'm that gonna back to, go to become Grace. friends with this neighbor. You should. Um, I'm going to become friends with this guy because I want to meet his dog. Yeah. And you should take Jack and see what happens. Um, <laughs> dude. Yeah, he'll try to pick a fight with the big dog. That's his MO. Yeah. 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 Uh, it won't go well, but he'll try. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
and maybe we try to maybe we try to pick a fight with uh, with God when we think that um, our part is bigger <laughs> than it is. Um, <laughs> how about that? Um, no, but seriously, man. Uh... Like, but our part in in this relationship with God is um, fairly small. <laughs> you know, like Jesus did the work yeah, on yeah, the yeah. cross, and and so it's really yeah. us beginning and actually accepting the grace and and that brings a level of humility i think in in living out this jesus life of saying like yeah i just accepted the gift that was already freely given um and had the faith and the honesty to just say like i can't do this on my own i need a savior and jesus you are that savior you know um yeah, yep. so I don't know. Ephesians two yeah. eight came to mind of those as like the underpinning of those first couple days, maybe um, or one of them. So, what does that spark in you, other than a big dog slash bear walking past? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go make friends with the bear dog owner. Um, no, that, that's great. I, I think too, like, and we've talked about this before, so we won't spend yeah. too much time talking about the yeah. idea, but. Um, like, yes, 100% God did all the heavy lifting. Siri, I didn't ask you a question. Shut up. Um, sorry. Siri likes to butt into my conversations constantly. She's always like, I don't understand you. What'd you say? Ask it again. You're like, stop. I don't. And she's in a British accent, of course, because Siri should be in a British accent. Um, she sounds more pompous that way. And I feel like Siri's personality is very pompous. Um, sorry. I'm really distracted. But there's this whole idea that, and we've talked about this before, but there's this whole idea that we we're good with Jesus taking on the big part for our salvation, but the process mm-hmm. of, of shaping and molding us, we like to take it right back. We say, it's yeah. up to me to do all these things. And then we get beat up and wonder why these sins um, continue to, to ravage us. We wonder why we keep hurting relationship. We wonder why we're not seeing growth in ourselves um, because we somewhere along the way said, God wasn't enough and I need to do all this work. Sure. For godly things, I'm trying to look more like Jesus. I'm trying to be more patient, have more peace, have more kindness, have more love towards, towards my neighbor. But I remove Jesus from the equation, and just try to do it on my own. Um, and then we get in these weird places. Then we get angry at God and you're like, well, yeah. well what, what's going on here? Right? Like that whole rigmarole of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, whole conversation um, lives around Luke 10, um, which is Luke 10 is, is a, a couple of different things. I think he sends out the disciples early in Luke 10. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm scrolling back up to the top. He does. Um, tells the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And then they end up at the home of Mary and Martha. Um, and there's a great mm-hmm. contrast in, in how Mary and Martha relate to Jesus in the story mm-hmm. that I think is really good um, to portray this whole conversation really well. And then you know, towards the end of the podcast, we'll get into the practical. We'll, we'll, we'll what's yeah. our, you know, our small part is we foster a relationship with Jesus. We'll get practical and talk about how we foster a relationship with Jesus. Um, but um, let me read these verses of in Mary and Martha's home with Jesus. Um, Cause I think it just, it, man, the contrast here is just beautiful. Um, so as I read these in your own head, kind of picture in my Mary or Martha nine times out of 10, when I interact with Jesus himself. But uh, this is Luke chapter 10, starting with verse 38. Um, I'm reading from the NIV. As Jesus and disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened uh, her home to him. Um, she had a sister called Mary 
um, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So pictures for a second. Here's here's all the disciples. Um, I would assume all 10 of them. Maybe there's a couple other stragglers around um, coming to Martha's home. Um, they're all probably like sitting in the living room. There's probably like a fire, you know, over in the corner going off. And Jesus is, yeah. you know, holding court, um, you know, telling stories, this and that. Um, the disciples are all, you know, nudging each other like, oh, I like this story. Um, yeah. And, you know. You know, egging each other on, and here's Mary, um, who maybe the first time meeting Jesus. I don't remember exactly. I don't think it is actually. Um, but here's Mary sitting, you know, at the feet of Jesus, just listening to him talk and share, mm-hmm. share, you know, his stories, his lessons, whatever you know he's sharing in that moment. And then here comes Martha, verse forty. Uh, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, like. There's 13 people that just showed up in our house. Like she's got to take care of these 13 people. Um, and mm-hmm. she came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you even care that my sister has left me to do all this work by myself? <laughs> Tell her to come help me. Um, so they got to know each other pretty well for like her to try to call Jesus out on the rug. Um, right. Also threw her sister under the, because man, do we have <laughs> that? Like Jesus, seriously, this is not okay. Mary's being yeah. a turd. Uh, stupid turd face and she's not helping me and look at all these stuff that I have to do and I'm stressed yeah. out. This is ridiculous. Right. You better tell right. her right now to get her butt cheeks in the ba- in the kitchen and help me. I almost said bathroom right. and I was like what are you doing in the bathroom? Be weird. But I was like butt cheeks bathroom. Uh, right. And then here comes Jesus' response and all the love and care that Jesus can have. Verse yeah. 41 he says Martha but he doesn't say Martha once. He says Martha, Martha. The yeah. Lord answered you are worried and upset about so many things, mm. but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and will not be, and that will not be taken away from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often are we just like Martha in this story or we're doing all the good Christian things. We're doing all mm-hmm. the good church things. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're running from, from here to there and trying to get all this, plate spinning at the same time. Uh, and we end up, uh, all stressed out just like Martha was all worried and upset that not everyone's doing their work. Um, not everyone's participating, not everyone is volunteering, not everyone's giving, um, right. and all these things that we've determined are, are good Christian things. Yeah. And oftentimes Jesus just wants us to be Mary, just mm-hmm. sit at my feet and listen, just be in a yeah. relationship with me. Um, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Um, and I think that's the compare and contrast. We're doing so much for God rather than just trying to foster relationship with God. Um, and, and letting, uh, and letting Jesus and letting that be the source of, of worry flow. Cause there's plenty of other stories as we move forward, um, in the story that, that Mary does work, you know, for mm-hmm. Jesus, not work for Jesus. Like he's going to give her a paycheck, but like does things for the kingdom, like invest her right. skills, her gifts, her talents for the kingdom. Um, she was on her way um, with Martha to the tomb um, to redress the body, to get it ready for final yeah. burial. Um, right. And that's when yeah. they, you know, Jesus appeared back to them. Yep. Um, so there's plenty of moments where G where Mark or Mary was actually doing the work, but there's also moments that if Jesus isn't leading the conversation as in G- Jesus, isn't leading your life, 
um, then yeah, you end up doing all this extra work for no reason, um, being mm-hmm. upset and worried about things that he never asked you to be upset or worried about. Um, he just yeah. wants us to focus on a relationship with Jesus and let out of that relationship flow yeah. everything else. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we think we have to do everything else for there to be a relationship. Yeah. Agreed. And, and bef- just to plus that a little bit or to make a point on that, like the, it's a, it's a line to walk because you can listen to the, what we've just said and think like my entire job as a follower of Christ is to accept the the grace of God once and I'm good. You know, like I, I accepted it. I pray every now and again, do a few of these things. Maybe I, I tithe to the church and whatever else, you know, like you, whatever that checklist is, you do that short list and you're like, I'm good. My ticket is punched. I have booked my trip to heaven and that's it, you know? Um, But I think that it's a balance because it is about cultivating real relationship with the Lord. It's, it's not about uh, just praying one time saying, Jesus, you're, you're my savior. Um, and, and then never doing anything to actually live out that real Jesus life. Like it, it's about going deep in relationship with the Lord. And through that, the works naturally come, you know, you start to look around at, at your neighbor differently. You start to think about te- people differently, you prioritize spending differently. You, you, all kinds of things, you know, but but it's from that that uh, that place of like accepting first the sacrifice that that Christ made for us, um, and beginning your relationship with the Lord. You made a great point last podcast that I think I clipped the audio and put it out on our Instagram, uh, which we are terrible at updating. Sorry, people, um, but I put it out there that you're like, you know, maybe this episode. It was right at the end. You're like, maybe this episode. Maybe you're listening to it and and you're like, you know, this isn't so much for me. And that could be because you haven't first accepted the sacrifice Christ made and really started your relationship with him there, there, because that's the start. That's the foundation is the acceptance of, of what Christ did. That's how you start this Jesus life. And from there, you move into deeper relationship you, you move into a, a change of who you were to who you'll be, you know, um, you, you live in the kind of the kingdom reality that the kingdom is here now, even though we're in this world that doesn't feel like it's here, you see it, you sense it sometimes where you don't expect and you, you live into it. Um, and like Mary and Martha, it gives you an awareness to read this, the room, you know, and say like, what kind of moment is this? Do I need to be making like a eight course meal and worrying about sweeping the, the room in the back and doing all these things, you know, like Martha was, and like we probably do pretty often. Um, or do I need to just be present with Jesus? Cause that's, that's actually the intent of this moment like Mary picked up on, um, you know, do I need to drop my checklist and actually just spend time with him um, and time focused on whatever he wants to teach me and the rest of the people in this room or in this place or in this season? You know, um, <clears throat> I think I'm too often the Martha because, man, 
I, you, you know, you do, you do a lot, man. You have a full-time job. You're planning a church. You help people out as much as you can. You know, you dropped a lot of things and helped buddy change brakes on the truck until late in the night, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, and that wasn't something necessarily planned, but that's like who you are. You see a, you Josh see a need and you're like, can I help? And if I can, let's do it, you know, but, but with that kind of openness comes a lot of responsibility um, and I'm, I'm the same way in a lot of ways where we always have full plates and it's probably way too easy for you and I to be way more in task mode than in relationship mode. You know, it's a lot easier to spend our time saying like, well, I need to, I need to clean that room or I need to cook that dinner. Or, I need to do this or that or that. And, uh, I know we've referenced this book a lot of times, not the Bible, but the, um, the relentless illumination or Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And one line in there is like, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy or he'll do what he can to make you busy, you know, because a hurried person is is usually not a loving person because um, you're focused on the task and not the person behind it or the people behind it or the, the God behind it, you know? Um, so I don't know. I feel like that was a bit of a rant and maybe a little bit, mumble jumbled. Uh, but the reality is I think it's easy to get worried about the the tasks instead of, um, instead of the, the motive, you know, of like, what is, what does God want me to do or want me to learn or want me to listen for in this moment? That's probably the better answer most of the time, but we're probably pretty focused on going to the tasks more often than not. No, that's good. Uh, as you were talking, this verse kind of came into mind. This is Matthew 7. And he says this, he says the same illustration a couple of times, um, the same con, you know, idea or concept. Um, he says it again, I think in Matthew 25, where he talks about um, the sheep and the goats, separating the, you know, those on the left, those on the right. <clears throat> uh, but I think it's important for us to hear because I think it speaks directly to, to this idea of, you know, between Mary and Martha. Um, but this is uh, Matthew 7, uh, starting verse 21. <clears throat> it says, uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not do all these things for you? Did we not drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? I don't know about you, but you you got uh, miracles and prophecy and demon driving um, coming out of your resume. I'd be like, this probably this do probably like a Jesus fall. This is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. he hits you with it, right? In verse 23, then I will tell them plainly. And here's the key words right here. I never knew you. Mm. Away from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You did all these great things. And going back to Andrew's point as, as he was making it like, yeah, you went to church, you gave to the church, you did all the right things, mm. but I never knew you. Yeah. You didn't spend any time with me. You didn't sit at my feet like Mary. I didn't know who you were. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, theologically, we know that God knows everybody, but like from a relational standpoint, he didn't know who you were, but you, you never I, wait, engaged. Let me him. pause you there. Like you never gave me your heart, you know? Like of course God, yep. He's all knowing, but it's like you never cho- you never chose to try to know me. You just did the things you thought yep. you should do to check the boxes. You know, 
and you didn't give me your heart. Of course I know your heart. I'm God. You know, he's God. But if you don't intentionally do that, like we have free will and we can choose to submit to God and to to truly do that, or we can choose to fake it. So everybody else around us thinks that uh, for whatever reason. But yeah, man, I never knew you. That's like a ton of bricks. You know, it would hit you like a ton of bricks. Um, it would hit me like a ton of bricks if if that's what the Lord said to me yeah. in that moment. Well, and it's not like, and I think Andrew said this too, it's not like you don't do things for God. You know, James right. starts out with, you know, faith without works is dead. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, there's there's things that we do for God, but it's when we switch up the process and we switch up the works come before faith, works come before relationship with Jesus, is when we get ourselves into into messy waters. And I'll be honest with you, like just like these people, you're probably gonna stand one day before mm-hmm. Jesus and be in complete shock of like, I thought I was doing all the right things. I thought I did him just like you wanted me to do them. And he said, No, no, you you did good things, sure, but that's not the point. The point was relationship. The point was, did you put your faith in me and let me lead? Um, and and that's where we start to to dig into, um, yeah, this fostering relationship with Jesus thing. Like, I guess the question now becomes: If that's the goal, we want to be like Mary rather than Martha. Um, though Martha's in the kingdom, like we we see through the story, we followed along. Martha's in deep love mm-hmm. with with Jesus and following Jesus. And was a, a matriarchy to to the faith early on, um, and yeah. a leader in the church. Though we don't like to say that because women can't be leaders in the church. For our Baptist friends, um, I grew up SBC, so I can I can make that joke. Uh, SBC for those that didn't grow up in the Baptist community, the <laughs> Southern Baptist Convention. Um, no preaching, no women preaching, except on Mother's Day, and even then, the men plugged their ears. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) just taking taking shots for the sake of taking shots Um, we love you all we're glad that you listen Um, (laughs) but there's that piece too like um, how do we practically foster a relationship with Jesus Andrew Mm -hmm. well on the practical side I'll do this real quick because we've done it pretty fully you know we did a whole series or kind of early on called Jesus habits where we went through a lot of this like in depth, but, but it's not the surprise. It's not surprising things. You know, it's, it's, you shoot for daily in these things. I shoot for daily. I can't say they're all daily all the time, but it's not about the exact checklist, right? It's, uh, it's time in the word time in the Bible, listening, reading, thinking about it, dwelling on it and doing so from a posture of like openness of like, God, what do you want to say to me? And, and not necessarily a posture of like, I just got to get through eight chapters today uh, because I'm on my six month Bible plan or one year Bible plan. You know, like that's usually not the yeah. right approach to take because that's checklist and that's not, not hard stuff. That's just head stuff. Like I want to get through this. I not, I want to experience whatever God might want to reveal to me. So it's time in the Bible, because that is a great way that God has revealed himself to us over time. You know, the record, record, recorded word of God. We don't worship the Bible, but we use it as a great tool to understand the God we follow and that we serve. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Aside from that, the other one that's not going to shock anybody, prayer. Like, spend time talking with God, spend time praying 
um, pouring your heart out to him, just having simple conversations with him. Um, and then also the harder one for me, because like I said, I'm probably more of a Martha often than a Mary uh, in this story. You is Martha. <laughs> thanks. Is it my clear, uh, nice eyes um, today? Um, yeah, the harder one for me, man, is is not necessarily just praying because I can find myself like doing that while I do other things. But the the harder side to prayer is is quieting myself and listening. You know, like God, do you want to say something to me? Do you want to guide me, or do you want to influence me? Like, what do you want to say? You know, and actually just mm. like calming myself enough to be able to hear what God might want to say. Mm. Um, I would, I'd consider that to be just as important as the actual things we're speaking to God about. Um, and that's definitely the one that's harder for me to do. Just quiet down and listen. Um, but that's, that's about quality time with God. Um, yeah. Another one, man. No, that's good. Yeah. Go Before ahead you go on. You, let's, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to dig into prayer. Uh-huh. Like, um, if we if we take this idea of relationships, relationship, relationship with people, human beings, face to face, same attributes exist in a relationship between us and God. Granted, God yeah. is the infinite being; He's in all places at all times. Parts of relationship yeah. are hard. There, I get yeah. that, um, but a lot of the aspects are still the same. So, like, if I go into a friendship and I talk all the time, we sit down. I ask them about their, their baby blue eyes and just how good it is to see them today. Uh, and we just dig into conversation, but conversation is just me talking the whole time. I don't even like take a breath uh, and let up for a moment and for them to get a word in. And then we're like, I was like, dude, really good to see your baby blue eyes. See you next week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, a lot yeah, of relationships going to get formed there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there may be a facade of relationship in yeah. all honesty. Like mm-hmm. this happens with preachers, right? Um, their audience thinks they know the preacher really well, and they're in this deep yeah. relationship because the preacher's sharing intimate things about their life from the stage. Um, but the reality is that preacher doesn't know anything about you, and relationships two sided. Um, so there's there's that piece of it that like it can feel like relationship, but it's not really relationship because there isn't both sides interacting or giving to the relationship. Um, we just keep talking, but we don't pause to listen at all, and mm-hmm. and it's also. And I guess the the other struggle I think for Christians is they don't know if it's God talking or not, right? Like you get into that real world of like, yeah, I sit and listen, but he doesn't seem to be saying anything. Well, I think he's probably is. Mm -hmm. There's a variety of reasons why he, you may not be hearing him. Um, One might be, you don't shut up enough to listen. Um, You're just talking the whole time. And you know, that's the reason. Um, Two, like it's a practice that has to be practiced, Hmm. right? Like, the first time you think you hear from God, um, you know, thank you, Jesus. We have his recorded word. So we, we have it yeah. something to compare it to. So if he's like, Hey, I think you should, to fix this situation, you should go slit the tires of your neighbor. That's, that's what I feel like Jesus has told me. And then you're like, well, I, does that align with what God's already written? Cause he's not going to contradict himself. Right. And he's like, well, he, he hasn't written about tires before. Like, <laughs> but he's written about true. neighbors. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, what has he written about neighbors? Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, is that loving your neighbor? It's tough loving my neighbor. <laughs> like, is that really loving your neighbor? Or is that just an excuse for you to be an ass? Like, let's right. be honest. You're just um, mad. Like, so, yeah. So I say, I'll, I, I make a joke about all that, but like, there's a key here to it. Of mm-hmm. You got to learn what vo- God's voice sounds like in your life. And it's yeah. not necessarily though the foundational principles are the same, it's not necessarily true um, the same way for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So you can always go back to what God has said. And if it's contradicting what's in your head to what God has already said, then I would argue yeah. that's not Jesus speaking. But right. if what he's saying to you doesn't contradict, contradict you know, scripture, what, what's already been recorded, um, and it's still good, like, then should you do it? Well, I would argue then, you know, for lack of, like, say that's Jesus speaking to you, whether it is or not, it's still good. It's not the enemy messing with you. It's not, yeah. you know, going in scripture. If you're really still con- confused, take it to a, a trusted friend that loves Jesus and loves you in that order and ask them. Like, here's what I think Jesus is telling me. What do you think? And they'll be like, well, I don't think that's what Jesus is telling you because of this, 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 and this. Or, hey, I think Jesus might be telling this to you. I don't know for sure, but it doesn't contradict anything I understand about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start moving down that road. The better you practice it and the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at knowing the whisper of God's voice. And for me, it's a whisper. It's not a big booming voice. Yeah. I think once in my life do I ever feel like it was you know, spoken in such a way to my soul that it was like, you know, uh, a moment stopping experience um, that's happened maybe twice in my entire life. Typically it's a whisper, um, just like it's a whisper to um, some of the prophets throughout the old Testament. Um, sometimes it's, you know, some, you know, those are our examples. Then we also have some examples in the new Testament um, with some of the epistles um, of how God has spoken to his people. Oftentimes it's a whisper and you just got to learn to hear what that whisper is um, and to practice it to spend time in silence, um, to listen to what God is saying. Um, so you're ready to go. I think so often it's like, God, here's my list of things. Answer them all really quick. Uh, I think these are all my answers. It's yes, yes, no, no, yes, me. I'm like, perfect. (laughs) Let's move on. You're like, no, that's not relationship. Like you've got to spend time uh, in relationship, right? You got to spend time digging into it. And if it doesn't seem like it's working, there may be something wrong and it's worth asking a trusted friend. Hey, yeah. here's how I think I'm fostering relationship, Jesus, and it does seem to be working. Um, yeah. Why am I going wrong? I mean, yeah. there's past hurt or past unforgiveness that you got to deal with, and that's the reason mm-hmm. you're not hearing from Jesus like you'd like to. And uh, to to go in with that, I was going to say time in community with people who love Jesus and love you in that order, like we've talked about. Love the Lord, love you in that order. You know, it's uh, it's people who are going to be pushing you, calling you upward and in, in calling you deeper in, in your relationship with the Lord. Um, and oftentimes that comes out of community formed through your local church. That, that for me is, is the best place to find people who love the Lord and love you, you know? So getting connected into your local church and, and doing that, not just so you have like a network, <laughs> like, I think people use churches and gyms and all these social hubs to like get to know people so that, you know, you have somebody to sell stocks and bonds to or health insurance or you're a real estate agent and you're like, I want to, I want to sell your houses, you know, whatever. Like, no, if you're going into church, there's people that do that in any social place, you know, it's like, I'm here to network and, and sell because of that. That's not the point. Like the point of of Christian community is to do life alongside people. That's the that's the intent of the hope study is to take you to a place of deeper hope and real hope and real relationship with the Lord. But you do that alongside people. It's not meant to be a solitary study uh, done, you know, at six a.m. alone every day just for you with no discussion about it. That's not the point because that's you know, relationship with God, relationship with man. Like those are the the two yeah. things 
Jesus talked about when asked what were the most important laws, like Josh said. So well, with and, that being said, yeah, community is important. It's not yeah. just it's not just being in the same place as people. It's right. not having, you know, Jesus conversations even with other people. Um, it's being vulnerable and honest enough with who you really are, the good and the bad, with the people mm-hmm. around you. Um, because the reality is I could know these people for 10 years. We could be in a mm-hmm. small group together for 10 years. We meet every week. We only take like three weeks off a year um, for yeah. all the major holidays. Other than that, we're there. Um, and the reality is if they don't know the real me, the things that they're telling me might not even apply to me because they're telling the facade of me rather than the real me. And we'll get mm-hmm. to this week. Week six is feeling um, and we'll talk about what it means to be in real relationship with, with each other. How, to, how do you actually mm-hmm. have authentic community um, where people know the real you, the good and the bad and the ugly? Um, yeah. I always, always like that saying, the good, the bad and the ugly. Because yeah. yeah. like, it's, uh, that's probably the reality of it. Like there's only so, there's only a third of you that's really good. Then there's yeah. another third that's like, oh, this is bad. But like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, and then that's the last third. You're like, oh, dude, what is going on with you? Uh, right? Like, yeah, but then, but let me um, say, and, like, in those moments, you realize, like, oh, I'm not the only messed up one. You know, um, I'm not the sure. only one that that isn't perfect. Actually, I don't know any perfect people, and it's really helpful to understand that and to lean on others who are stronger where you're weak and to invite people in to give you wise counsel when you need it. Cause man, you and I, Josh, we both think we know most everything most of the time, but when we're humble enough to invite other perspectives in, it's only beneficial. (laughs) You know, we both are probably, at least I know I'm a little too prideful and and quick to think that I know the right answer most of the time. But when I'm willing to invite others in to give me like godly counsel and just wise counsel. Um, It's only beneficial, but it's not of like a random stranger on the street that I'm asking advice from. It's from somebody who loves God and loves me in that order. You know, Um, you're you're one of those people in my life and it took years to cultivate a, a deep friendship and a, and a deep mutual trust. You know, it's not a, yeah, it's not an overnight thing. Um, for sure. You can't well, speed it's, date it's into community. Like, you can't, you can try. Well, and you could create a facade of it. Um, for in sure. Reality. Like you, yep. you can create something that looks like it, but it's not actually yeah. it. It's, it's just a facade that will, will right. come tumbling down at some point. Um, yeah. But like, so in our community is a part of Hill city, you know, we have guidelines that we function by and, and there's, I think there's eight of them. Um, things like, you know, we create a safe space, you know, the things that are said in this group, thank you, AA, the things that are said in this group stays in this group. We, we'd ask yeah. for people. We want people to feel like it's safe to share. So don't go around sharing what people have been shared. Um, even with other people in the group that aren't around. That's um, wise. Like be careful yeah. in how you talk about other people. Yeah. Um, we have other things like no fixing. Um, so like when people do share something personal or struggle or a doubt that they may be having, there's a temptation, I think, especially in the Christian community, um, there's a temptation to throw out my ideas to make it better. Um, and I, we just witnessed this a few weeks ago. Somebody shared something intimate about their relationship with Jesus and we all tried to help and tried to fix it for him. Mm. In all reality, that doesn't, that's not the solution to the problem. And yeah. really bad advice was shared in that moment. Um, some good advice was shared in that moment, but not helpful advice um, for that moment because the person just needed to sit in what was going on in their lives. Um, yeah. So no, no fixing. And the other one's no rescuing um, that comes into play. 
uh, like don't don't jump in and make someone feel better about themselves like let it just sit there um yeah. oftentimes when we try to make people feel better they shut down and then we no longer mm. they're no longer going to share um we have things we have another guideline called you know use i statements um that was a weird pause use i statements <laughs> um, uh, instead of we us they the church them yeah. guys etc like put yeah. we want you to put yourself on the table the real you I like it um, yeah. and these are all hard traits to live by and because they're not natural to us and especially not natural yeah. to us in, in christian community um, but this is how real vulnerability happens like this is where in people take the risk and the chance to share the real self and see how the group responds to it and hopefully your group's in a healthy way but it's not going to be that way immediately like you've, you've got to, um, keep pursuing relationship. You've got to keep pursuing being honest because the first time you're going to do it, is it going to go really well? Maybe, probably yeah. not. Like in all honesty, if you're like, here's what I'm really struggling with. Um, I'm going to let the yeah. real ugly part of me out right now. Um, there, there might be negative responses to that and you've got to be yeah. okay with that. Um, doesn't mean stop doing it. Doesn't mean it's not important to keep being the real you and sharing the real you. Um, it just means that person wasn't ready to be in that kind of relationship. You surprise yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but keep pushing through it. Find the people that want to be in that kind of relationship and do life with those people. Um, because there's there's an embrace community inside of us practicing Jesus habits or foster relationship with Jesus that we miss out on things with Jesus because we haven't embraced the community around us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like um there's parts of, you know, peace, there's parts of love, there's parts of you name the, the, um, fruit of the spirit that you won't experience until you fully embrace the community around you. Um, mm. you'll just miss aspects of it. It won't make sense to you. It won't be fully lived out. Like I think all too often, like, well, I can love my neighbor. You know, I love mm. Bill next door to me. I love my kids. And that's really the only friends I have. I have some like coworkers at work that I try to love, but that none yeah. of them know me. Like I, like none of them knowing you, you're never going to get to a place where you're fully going to embrace the, like who God's created you to be. Um, you're fully not going to understand the truth that God is trying to impart to you because you're not living yeah. his whole equation, right? You've got yeah. this, well, I get up every morning and I spend time with Jesus. Um, so I got to love God down. Right. Um, but yeah, love people. Sure. I love them from a distance with a lot of protection and, and big high walls. So I feel yeah. safe. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes you're going to feel up really lonely and then you're going to wonder why God hates you um, because you just chose not to do it his way. You chose to do it your own way and take control back um, yeah. rather than trying to foster a relationship with Jesus and with others like he commanded us to. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, my, my final thought that you just sparked that I hope is practical and helpful to, well, it's, it's helpful to me. Um, and I hope it's helpful to anybody else thinking about this. Um, this life, like, let's honor that the Olympics just happened. Um, you know, Summer Olympics, watched a lot of good track and field. The reality, man, like this life, this relationship with, with the Lord, this Jesus life, it is a marathon and not a sprint. And you should always be going into it assuming it's a marathon. And the reason I say that is... Like you, I mean, you and I don't know when, when we're going to die. We don't know how long our lives are going to be. It could be a sprint for some people. It could be like accepting Christ and then boom, like you get in a car wreck or whatever, but assume it's a marathon. And, uh, and man, maybe you've been following Jesus for a while and, and you're listening to us talk and you're like, yeah, I only live in the task side. 
I haven't actually given my heart over at all. Um, well, you're in a marathon. <laughs> you're not in a hundred meter dash. Um, the race isn't done in the moment you realize that you haven't been perfect up till now. Guess what? I haven't been perfect up till now. Josh hasn't been perfect up till now. Nobody living today has been. Um, and that's the beautiful thing is that, that there's real grace that God wants to give you to, to course correct. And probably the piece of, of God's voice that we miss so often might be those moments where we've identified just now, you know, hey, this thing in my life has just been task oriented. There's been no relationship to it with the Lord. There's been no heart given up to it. Um, it's only task. That's a way that God speaks. He he gently says, hey, like, here's something you didn't know. Like, let's start working on this. Let's start, like, give your heart to me in this. Um, that's a way God speaks. And, and we often just think it's like, oh, I read this book and this quote jumped out at me or this preacher preached a sermon and that happened or I ha- flipped on this podcast and they said this thing. It's like, no, the reason that stuck with you is because God was just like, hey, I'm going to use that voice, that article, that word, whatever in your mind, and I'm going to start to grab your heart a little bit with it. So if you're listening to us, our point is not discouragement. This is the hope study. Like if you're hearing this and some of it's resonating with you, there's a a chance to change. Like God and God's going to be there to to offer you the hands to to lead that change. So um, it's a good marathon and and it's one that is filled with grace um, for when we stumble. Yeah, so, good. yeah, man. That's good. And my, my parting thoughts kind of along the same line is like, you've got to foster both types of relationships, right? You got to live out the whole great commandments. You got to foster a relationship with, with God and you have to foster a relationship with people. I mean, that's the model that Jesus created for us for our sanctification to play out. Yeah. Um, our process of becoming more like him to play out for more fruits of the spirit to be true in stronger ways of our lives. Um, without one of those two, you end up in weird places. Like we explained the one, but on the other side is you could focus completely on relationship and start to remove God from the equation. Even Christians that know God um, start to remove that equation. And maybe you've been in these kind of groups, these, these fantastic accountability groups where everyone is really honest with each other about their struggles and where they're at and shares the, the, lack of a better term, shit of their life um, to get to those places. Um, But there's no God in the equation. I'm not fostering a relationship with Jesus. So I'm trying to still lead the process of dealing with, with ugly sin of my life, destruction of my life, unloving, you know, attributes of my life. I'm trying to deal with all those things with the people around me. And then it just becomes this, uh, we all suck shit show. And we're just like sharing with each other, like all the bad things, but nothing ever changes about it. Six months down the road, we're sharing the same stupid struggles again. It's because we we didn't foster a relationship with Jesus and let Jesus lead the process. Right? Like if we really want to have hope in this life, we want to have hope regardless if I have a job, regardless if I'm able to provide for my family, regardless if um, my ego is still intact, regardless of all these different things. If you want to still have hope that Jesus is still on his throne, like you've got to foster both sides of it and you got to let Jesus lead the process. Um, I can't go in and say, here's the 50 things that I got to deal with in my life. One, that's over overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, um, the chances that you're going to be able to, to deal with a lot of those things slim to none because there's 50 there for a reason. You haven't dealt with them up to this point. Um, what things are, it's going to change in the future. 
Three, getting other people into that process doesn't actually fix any of those things. Yes, it gets them out there that, that has some effect to some extent, um, but it isn't really going to dig at the real issues of those things until Jesus enters into that picture and starts to deal with that list uh, for you. You'll find that a lot of those things on that list are intertwined with each other and they'll get dealt with you know around the same time. You'll realize you got to deal with certain things to before you can deal with other things um, as Jesus walks you through that process. But you've got to let him lead the process. Um, when you take back yeah. control and say, I'm going to deal with these 50 things um, and Jesus is no longer in control of the process. Yeah. That's where hope starts to diminish d- d- uh, or diminish. Nope. That's not a word. Diminish. diminish. There we go. Diminish. Um, that's where it starts to diminish because you're like, God, I'm trying to do all these things for you. I'm trying to stop doing this and I'm trying to stop doing that. And I'm trying to start to do this and I'm not doing any of these things. I might just suck as a person or you just hate me. And then we start to spiral, right? And then freaking this little, you know, toilet bowl starts to spin and you're like, well, God is in control of everything, but he doesn't seem to be in control of this thing. So it's all God's fault. And we go down this really weird spiral and, you know, we're down in the, down with the turds at that point. Uh, no one wants to be down with the turds. Um, that's not the life that we want to live. Um, we want to be in the place that Jesus is leading, that we're fostering a relationship with Jesus. We want to be um, where Jesus is, and we want to be like Mary, sitting at his feet, listening to his stories, listening to him lead, um, and direct our path with other believers surrounded around us that know us who, we, who know the real who we are, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, just like yep. Jesus knows the real who we are, the good, bad, and the ugly, and I'm vulnerable in both those types of relationships. Um, I'm just going to be me, the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, but that is uh, relationship uncensored. Our job in the equation, because Jesus took care of everything and is going to keep taking care of everything, is to foster relationship with Jesus, practice those Jesus habits. Um, if you go to our website, this JesusLifePodcast.com, go to series. You can listen to the four episodes of those Jesus yeah. habits. We talk about them in more detail and how we practically practice those things. Um, dig into those things. I haven't listened to them in a while. Hopefully they're still good and applicable. If not, um, blame the old Jesus Life podcast that we took over. Um, <laughs> that's not true. That never happened. Uh, but hey, thanks for listening. Andrew, I know you got to run. Buddy, I just saw this message and it's like 17 minutes old. Um, and by the way, I do know when I'm going to die. I'm going to die in 2066. Um, wow. That's my year. Um, we'll it sounds like a really far time, time from now. Perfect. But we'll, we'll go with that year. Yeah. Hey, as always, my friend, it's good to see you. And those shiny blue eyes. (laughs) It's good to have them seen. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us. And we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.